Zach Sang Show. Good morning, Jojo. Good morning. How are you, beautiful? I'm great. You look aw. You smell good. I look aw? What does that mean? I gotta soak you in for a second here. I mean, I, we're in the middle of, I, I think, one of the biggest comebacks of my generation when oh it comes God. to music. Whoa. Yeah, dude. I just got serious, and it's morning. Don't that's call intense. it a comeback. No. <laughs> I've been here for years. Well, that's it. <laughs> Are we calling this a comeback? You can call it whatever you want. You yeah. know, I, it's, it's all good. I just, it feels good to be here again. So, you know what I mean? To be in this position where I'm talking about new music and yeah. moving forward, and I'm not talking about a lawsuit. It's like, wow, it's just, you know, it's good. It feels It feels, feels right. right. Yeah. Mad love. I love it, dude. I was listening. I was listening to the songs that are released so far. Nice, right? We got f- apologies. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can say f- yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I am free. This is it. Okay. F- apologies with Wiz Khalifa. How did that uh, partnership come about? So we're label mates, and yeah. I was thinking about who would be a great feature for this song. You know, who would kind of take it to the next level and just support that energy of individuality and just unabashed. Uh, apologeticness and I felt like Wiz would be a a perfect person so reached out he was on tour we have mutual friends and um, sent him the record he loved it sent me a verse back and I was like this is it let's go through like what's it like in a studio with you now Uh right when you have an idea for a song and you go into the studio are you coming in with concepts already are you going in clean slate Walk me through your process a little bit so for for this incarnation of this album I had a lot of notes in my phone of things that I had been wanting to, to talk about because when I go in particularly with with a co-writer or with a, a producer I don't want to come in and be like I'm not sure so no <laughs> I'm a young woman and I am sure and um, so I want to have things that I you know want to expand upon and what I do is I just kind of I I feel like in the past I put myself in situations in my life where I know something is going to come out of it, like I'm going to get a song out of it, like yeah. I'll put myself in some bullshit just to see what happens. You experience life. Yes, I, I'm a sponge, so I, I soak it up, and then chances are, if it if it really makes me feel any type of strong emotion, a song will come out of it. Okay, you going into a studio when you were 13, compared to you going into a studio today, I feel like you just did, like, you, you kind of... I uh, did an impression of somebody who, was that you earlier on when you were 13? When I was like, I don't know. Like yeah, that? I don't know. Well, you, you lead the way. You Mm-mm, tell me. No. What was it? I wasn't like that, actually. <laughs> um, so I recorded my first album when I was 12, and I was in like, I was think I was in eighth grade, and which is really wild. I was actually very opinionated and very precocious, and I wasn't, um, I wasn't, I was confident. Yeah. So I, I came in, and I felt like I had an identity and and then there were people who helped guide and shape me, but I was already very loud, very, you know, I had been performing since I was six, like putting out a hat on the street and yeah. making money. Like I was a weird kid. So I did <laughs> no, not, weird. Cool, I did not go in like a little pop star. I really felt like a soul singer. And I went in and I was like, you know, I felt like I was that girl. Like I, f- I felt like the shit. <laughs> <laughs> you were destined for this life. Right. When you think about moments like when you're, you're out there saying you're putting a hat on a street or even when I mean, you got offered a record deal, right? When you were really, really young. Yeah. First production deal offered when I was nine. Well, I mean, is there, is there a part of you that you feel like you were destined to, for this? I mean, you've been through a lot of shit, man. I do feel this is my Justin Bieber purpose. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. I do feel this is my purpose. Like I I love this so much. I really feel like music is 
um, a part of my DNA. It's who I am. I, I really feel like, but it's it's it can't just be for me because yeah. if it was, then I probably would have stopped. Like I feel like me um, being able to have an exchange with people to 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 touch people on a human level and to feel like I'm not alone. Maybe make other people feel like they're not alone. Like we can get through things together. Um, I do feel like it's all a part of what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. But I mean, that must have been tested over the years. Oh, no doubt. I mean, there must have been moments that you thought, is it worth it? Did you question it? Yeah. Yeah. When I was back home in Boston and nothing was going on and my record label was non-responsive at the time and I would turn in so many songs and there was just nothing moving, no no forward motion. Um, uh, And then I was told that, you know, I needed to... Uh, find another career, figure out something to do. People would be like, Joe, you're a smart girl. You can you can do something else. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, this is who I am. How am I supposed to even think about doing something else when I've been doing this since as long as I remember yeah. anything? Um, so, yeah. And, like, also, is it worth it? Because sometimes you feel, like, selfish for pursuing your dreams. Yeah. Sometimes you feel like that might be stupid or selfish or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, maybe I should go to college and be a teacher or whatever it is, you know? So I did have those moments, uh, quite honestly, of deep soul searching. And now, I mean, now, as you release music once again. Hello. It's worth it, dude. (laughs) It is. It really does feel like it's come full circle and like the experiences of having to uh, really humble myself and do that soul searching and stuff gave me a different perspective than I think anybody at my age in this industry has. Oh my, yes. You know? You know, honestly, like, it's, it's think, I, I thought about it this morning when I was listening to all your new stuff, right? I was like, you were, you were on top of the music world by 13, right? You were on top, in my opinion, the acting world. You guest oh, starred on all of my favorite shows. <laughs> you were in two of my favorite movies. Oh, wow, Aqua thank you. Marine. Love it. Sarah Paxton, <laughs> Emma Hottie. Roberts. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just the idea that there could be a mermaid in a pool what? in somebody's backyard. Yeah. Oh, it got Fantasy. me going. Right. Yeah. And then RV with Rob Williams, Joss Hutcherson. Yeah. My favorite. Aw. Classics. But the idea <laughs> that you could be at the top, right, and really be a star and be a mega talent. Somebody's been doing it. At that moment, you, you had been singing on TV shows for like six, seven years. Right. And then... The, the, the reality of this industry and how terrible it is could really it, it puts things in perspective in my mind a little bit too mm. you know it, it scary but also you come out of this knowing more than anybody else right now I, I really feel like that experience prepared me to really do this for the rest of my yes. life yes I, I never felt like things were handed to me in a, in a, on a silver platter yeah. never things have never come easily no. to me even at a young age I felt like you know, I still had obstacles to overcome. I had humble beginnings. It was just my mom and I were really kind of grinding it out and making something for our lives. Yeah. But I think that having having had that success and then having had kind of a static ex- experience as well where just things weren't moving because of contractual yes. situations, um, it just prepared me for the reality of, of what to expect and showed me that this is what I want to do forever, yeah. and uh, you can get through anything, you know, if you want to. Dude, and the knowledge yeah. you you need uh, in a career as long as the one you're having, you got to get knocked down at least once. Yeah, 
Right? I, I agree. That's it. I, I'm really inspired by, by boxers, actually. Like, I love, like, UFC and boxing and stuff. So, like, those single-person sports yeah. where there's other people that prepare you for that moment. But at the end of the day, it's just you in the ring. You know what I'm saying? So when you use that um, that example of being knocked out, I think it's very real. And I, I'm inspired by that thought. Hell yeah. Let's talk about fake-ass bitches. <laughs> yeah. Who are you talking to? Mm. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> um, I do have a couple people in mind that I'm, that I'm thinking of uh, when, I, when I wrote this song. I was, but I'm not going to say. <laughs> so, but, um, you know, the industry is kind of like high school. There are cliques, there are, and I imagine being in your 20s and 30s, just being being a person out there, you can see how people will come in and out of your lives, some for the long term, some for different reasons, some with motives and some with no agenda. Um, but with this, I was just on the treadmill one day a few months ago when I was recording this album, and I was just thinking about some fake that had gone on in my life, and I was like, man, I can't stand these bitches. And that, was, that was that. Bitches, am I right? Bitches. When you're out performing with Fifth Harmony, I gotta ask, are we playing Leave Get Out, or yeah. you are? Yeah, because I want people to have that reaction that you just had, like, oh my god, she did it? Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. Why not? You know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not too, uh, I don't take myself too seriously. I don't have a chip on my shoulder about it. Like, if, if people want to, if that's going to make people happy, and if we we're gonna take this trip down memory lane together, let's do it. You know? That's it. It's good. I think it. I think it um, surprises people and yes. takes them back to that place. It takes me back too. Do you, uh, okay, I'm gonna tell you what I think about when I when I hear "Leave Get Out," and then I I want to know what you. Well, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the song? Right? What is it for uh, you? For me, the music video. Okay, is the first thing I think of, like my my outfits. Like my little Letterman jackets and then like my little moves and my little, I wore chicken cutlets in my bra because I was 13 and I wanted to have t- so. Well, yeah. <laughs> Every 13 year old does. I, I feel like that song really, I mean, does that, does that prove the power of music to you? Because like still to this day, like people can come up to you and know every single lyric of that song, right? They can tell you the first place where they heard it. For me, I played it for the first time. I was DJing a Catholic school dance. How old were you? I was, I was 12. Oh my god! And there was it was a, a a gymnasium full of like really crazy like ten and eleven year olds, and I played "Leave Get Out" and that was the first time I ever heard it, and it freaked it forever changed everything. That's so crazy. Always, but it is the power of music. I mean, the song's been around forever. It's really sustained. Yeah. And um, what's cool is that that song was an incredible like it changed my life. It was the foundation for you know my career. Yeah. And. It's cool that it it wasn't too young to where it like yes. kept me in a box, you know. It was actually way beyond my years. At 13 I hadn't been kissed, hadn't had a boyfriend, certainly hadn't kicked anybody out of my life. So <laughs> it's cool because now I can sing about it and I know what I'm talking about. And you can feel it. Yeah. Well, just a few years later you were singing songs like How to Touch a Girl. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I was listening to that recently. I was like she was like 14 or 15 when and she I, recorded that. I That's co-wrote like, that song though. So really? yeah, it wasn't a, to me it wasn't sexual in that wasn't? No, it wasn't. I'm being, I'm being honest with you. It was like, how do you touch a girl's heart? It's a metaphor, Dan. I, yeah, that's, Come what on. I pick, that's what I picked up from the song, too. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, I always thought I was grown. Like, I never wanted to be as young as I was. I was embarrassed okay. to be so young. So I, I wanted to be, I wanted to project something older. Okay. 
I feel like everybody does that though a little bit. Yeah. Right. I mean, when you're 13, so. you never want to be 13. You'd rather be 15 or 14. I was. I mean, remember being in the chat rooms like ASL, yeah. age, sex, location, oh, and you were like definitely lying about your age. Yes. I, I, I was. I was too. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Well, you also looked a lot older when you were younger. Like, I saw a picture of you. Like, you were, <laughs> we were looking, you were like 13. I was like, this girl could be 18 or 19. But that's what makeup does. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. That, that's what's scary. That's when Kylie Jenner, you know, the, these girls, yeah. we, you, they wear makeup, they wear the clothes. And I was not as advanced as looking as that, but, um, but it makes a difference. Do you feel like that's. What do you think about that t- side of the industry, right? The fake side, the makeup side. The kind I love of, makeup. Yeah, but no, no, I, I use makeup loosely. The injections. I use it as a loose term. I, yeah, I use it as like, there's a fake side to what we do here, right? Whether yeah. it's down to like, you know, how music is created, to the way somebody looks, to who's putting, it, it doesn't matter. I feel if you like, want to get butt injections, yo, I'm not saying you. No. <laughs> but if, if someone wants to, to do something to enhance themselves, it's really, I really don't care. I really yeah. don't care. For me, I would feel a little bit uncomfortable, but that's, that's, that's only me. Okay. No, I was I was generalizing fake. Okay. Yeah, I screwed up on that. It's okay. My <laughs> I did it. No, I did a little bit. You know, it's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm like a fan right now, guys. She's like, this, like I, I, It's like this. We can tell. Like Mo sat in so many of these injuries. Now I'm sweating. <laughs> Aww. You know, it's 100 degrees outside, and we're I, in sweaters. Yeah, I know. But like in here, it gets cold. American Dream was my favorite. And you saw that? Yes, dude. <laughs> yes. I grew up like in prime JoJo. Like now it's prime again, but back then, like prime JoJo time. Wow, American Dream. Mer- I really, I didn't seize my moment on that. Oh, I wasn't stop very it. good, but thank you. <laughs> Come on, the Romeo show? My <laughs> favorite. bring up everything. My favorite. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's impressive. The only thing I didn't do were the magazines back then. J14. I was, I was, I was like, that's weird, you know? Oh, that's weird? That's where you draw the line? <laughs> that's where I draw the line. <laughs> I'll, watch you, I'll watch you on Romeo show. Yeah. yeah, I was looking at the track listing on the new album. Why is there a period at the end of every song? I have a tattoo <laughs> that's... No, that's a real question. I have a tattoo that says truth, period, and it's just, I want to be... I, I am a definitive person. I kind of don't want there to be... Uh, it's like mad love, period. That's it. Bam. I don't know. It's not so a like great that's excuse. That's what you're getting. Like that's the sentence. This is what you're. This is the message. But yes. you can't take it back. Hello. That's really what you're getting at. Honestly, truly. But there's never a moment where you might want to go back or rewind. Maybe next album. Okay. Mm. How? That's. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see okay. what we're doing here. Right. I feel like mm. we're gonna build a sentence. <laughs> you know, a story here. Mm. Do you? Does your Does your album connect from yes. first track to the last track? Yeah, it's not a it's not a um, concept album, yeah. but I'd, I'd like to explore that. But I think that there is certainly a flow and a cohesive nature to this album. I the the track listing and the the sequence is very important to me. So I didn't want it to just feel like track 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 slap slap. You know, I wanted it yeah. to feel like you could put it on from the beginning to end and have it take you through a, a journey, if you will. Yeah. 
when you look at your music and you look back right from now, do you see every time you release music as like different chapters in your life? Like, can you listen and like hear different things about yourself and see how you've grown? Totally. Especially, well, I can certainly see it from the first to second album, recording the first at 12 and then recording the second at 14, 15. And then there were all these different incarnations while I was trying to put out this third album. Yeah. So like, I don't know if you remember a single I put out called Disaster. So I had like black hair and I was very angry and I was um, smoking cigarettes and I was like, ah, f*** the world. Like, (laughs) so (laughs) it felt like a disaster. Like I was just so, because I was going through things with my record label at the time, you know? And I was, um, was like 19 or something. And then Demonstrate came out and I was like, okay, I Mm. can be sexy. Like people are ready for this. Let me show what's up and then you know Marvin's room I realized that I could actually I could write how I talk and yeah. that people would receive that and so there have been different journeys and with Mad Love I think it's a it's a settling not, I mean a settling into myself a grounding I understand that so I think that I'm um, there's a maturity in realizing that I still don't have it all figured out but but it's also coming on the heels of like realizing that you can write your own music you can write in the way you speak and it could be great Thank I mean, that, you, yeah. that's a game changer for an artist, I would assume. Totally, yeah. I mean, because I've, I've taken a, I've cut a lot of records that people have written for me. Yeah. And, and I can do that, and I enjoy that sometimes, but I don't feel totally myself doing that. So it was important for me to find my voice through my own pen. How's being on the road with Fifth Harmony? It was so much fun. Yeah? It was so good. Yeah, I'm going to miss them. It was, it was a good time. <laughs> we, we really bonded and, you know, in catering and just like... You know, always complimenting each other because everybody looks so damn cute. Oh, that's <laughs> was, nice. Yeah, it was nice. It was like fake compliments. <laughs> like uh, I, I didn't feel like it was. That's good. I really didn't feel like it was. I think that they were, they were all real girls, and they all have their own um, vibe and personality. Yeah. And I enjoyed them all. I really did. They're we like them. Good people. Yeah, I yeah. feel like something's going on with them, and I'm sure you know the answers, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask you. <laughs> <laughs> Dan has conspiracies for days. Uh. He does. <laughs> well, I just see and hear things in the media, and I'm like, I don't know if they're going to last. <laughs> so the question is, do you think they're going to last? The Fifth Harmony. As long as they want to. Okay, yeah. I see. As long as they want to. You but know, you need to want to. <laughs> you can't be, you know, and you, you need all of them. You know, you can't. You don't need all it's of them. It's not Fourth Harmony. No, exactly. Change <laughs> it's literally in the name. Right. You've had such an interesting story and such like a long career. Has Lifetime ever approached you for a biopic? <laughs> not yet. No. <laughs> Would you, you do not- it? Um, not yet. Okay. No, no. Because my, I've, God, there's so much more life for me to live. But That's it. it would be interesting to do like a, a chapter, a slice of my life. I've thought about maybe starting to write some stuff down just because I haven't been able to talk about everything, but there's so much juicy shit. I can, <laughs> dude, I can imagine. It's been interesting. Yeah. I, juicy, you faked your Cribs episode. I learned about that recently. Yes, I Wait. did. <laughs> that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my it's life. It's so ridiculous because why wouldn't I like get a really nice place? But exactly. <laughs> because my family didn't have access to like, like we just didn't know people really that had places like that. So yeah, that was what we did. It was so stupid. How unexpected was the success within your family? Like, was like, was it, was it? You Nobody know, I, believed it. They couldn't believe yeah. it. Like, was it hard, it, hard to process until when? Um, I guess until they heard my songs on the radio all okay. the time and stuff. And when I was in the Boston Globe, they were like, oh my God, she's a star. <laughs> we can't believe it. <laughs> we never thought this would happen. You know, 
She was so annoying singing at the nail salon. Um, so, oh, man. yeah. How'd you escape without a Boston accent? Um, ridicule from, <laughs> from kids. Because I moved out here when I was 11 for a year. I remember I got on the bus. Oh, no. This was, I got into the classroom for the first time in La Habra Heights, California. And I said, where's the bubbler? <laughs> and the whole class erupted. What is a bubbler? The whole class erupted in laughter. And I was like. I'm never talking like that. I'm never talking again. Ever again. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Look at me. I'm fine. That, now, now you're doing pretty well. I don't well. know if you are. Yeah, no, I'm scarred. I'm not well. I mean, it, oh, oh, crazy. You So you fake your MTV Cribs episode because you don't have a nice house for them to come to. We didn't have any house. We were living at a... Well, we had an apartment. My mom and I had an apartment. We were and, just... Um, yeah. And you felt like you couldn't show off the apartment. We just... It wasn't compelling enough for cribs. So we were like, let me just, we had like three rooms. <laughs> <laughs> Why even bother doing the episode then? No, for the exposure. That, oh, okay. That, well, obviously, yeah. Well, no. I'm wow. Yeah. No one ever asked me to see my house, so. Just being sorry. honest, yeah. yeah. What about this JoJo Fletcher from The Bachelorette? She's like stealing the JoJo name, isn't she? Is she still? Yes. Oh. She's still around. To this day, yeah. To this day. Every time I type in, I was typing in JoJo and it's JoJo Fletcher, I was like, enough of this girl. Oh, that's rough for me. It, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I was going to say no because people are still like typing your name in, but they're getting everything about this woman. That's not what I get when I type in JoJo. No, yeah. What do you, you guys are, you guys are getting all Was I ridiculous. typing in the wrong thing? It's J-O-J-O. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I spent all morning reading maybe, the recent maybe articles on like on Maybe her. on news, maybe on Google News. <laughs> That's what it was. Okay. So when I, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I, it's, please. Sorry I'm, for what? <laughs> I ain't apologizing for shit. See? Yeah, no, that's it. Apologies. <laughs> no, um, I, I thought, I thought it was funny when people are like, you guys look so alike. I'm like, we look nothing alike. We're just white women. <laughs> yeah, with, with brown hair. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I thought it was, you know, it's funny. First of all, I stole JoJo from Casey and JoJo's name. So let's be, that, let's be serious. Oh, yeah. Don't own this name. It, it all came from somewhere. That's it. Did you watch the debate last night? I did. What, I mean, where are we at right now? How about when Trump kept going, wrong. I know. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. Lies. Disaster. It's, he is just unbelievable. He's a dream. He's a dream. It, He's a dream. It's a, when you don't think he could get any worse, he always manages to get so much worse. If ever I need to like... <clears throat> If ever I'm feeling ill yeah. and need to, you know, get some stuff out, I just think of him and I immediately <laughs> vomit. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, cr- it's very scary, actually. You, are you, you obviously are supporting and telling everybody to get out and vote. Yes. Yeah. That's very important. Educated yeah. decisions. I'm doing uh, the, camp- the VCARD campaign with DoSomething.org, encouraging cool. people to vote for the first time, you know, this year. I think it's the most important election yeah. that I've seen in my lifetime. Are we gonna? Are you gonna be voting, Heather? Uh, I'm not registered currently. Well, you gotta lose uh, your V card. But yeah, Dan, you gonna vote? I just know nothing about politics. But do you know that Donald Trump is scary? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, he's it. a very frightening person. I also think he's very entertaining. He is entertaining, but this is not a video game. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not. Everyone, everyone over there is shaking their heads at me. <laughs> no, I respect. I like where you're coming from. Yeah. I think that's. Really I mean, I know nothing about politics, so why should I vote for Hillary? Because people are like, "Hey, vote for her. She's better than Donald Trump." And then the Trump supporters will be like, "Hey, Hillary's a liar. Vote for Trump." I don't know anything about either of them, so oh, no. why would I so vote for anything? Educate yourself. I mean, I watch it, but I just don't. It, 
I'm not going to vote because people are telling me to vote for this person. No, and, I, and you shouldn't. And it is tough to kind of dive in and even know where to begin. Yeah. So I would encourage you to watch this two-hour CNN documentary on both of them. Yes. It'll give you, it'll give you some perspective. I mean, you might be like, I don't care. But I think it's really interesting. It, so It's really good. I watch both of them. Very in-depth. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Jojo. He hates me. It's fine. <laughs> I, think I don't loves, hate you think, at all. I think he loves you. Okay. You know, we saw you around here, around the neighborhood. You were at like a, I think somebody reported back. They were like, oh, we were at a farmer's market and we saw JoJo. Oh, no. They didn't say anything. They just looked at you from the other side of the street. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I just thought I'd share that they reported just, back. Yeah, this is my neck of the woods. That's, it's a good I'm neighborhood. A warrior. It's well, good. Somebody on Twitter, it was like a month ago, did they call you a whore? Your performance was whorish and you called them out for it? But then they deleted their tweets. So I was trying to read they it. They deleted and- their account. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> How you know? And what what exactly did they say to you that made That's you respond? Good. They were like, um, uh, "JoJo used to have talent, and now she's like selling out and, and acting all whorish." Um, and I was like, "I said, what part of my presentation is whorish to you?" And I said, "What if I've always been a whore?" Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what then? Yeah, what then? Right? Yeah. So, so I I don't always respond to people that say things like that because it's ridiculous like i'm normally covered up from like here down so like yeah. what about that is horish yeah. and what is horish like i, mean, I can see a lot of collarbone right now it's a lot i can even see some i mean you're also 25 now and you were 13 back then you're not the same person exactly so it's it's kind of funny but i just like to say things every once in a while like what is horish what is that yeah Jojo, Mad Love, songs off of the new album. They're out right now. Apologies, Mad Love, Fab. You got a song coming with Alessia Cara? Yeah. Come on. I can only? Mm-hmm. I can t- only be myself. Can you tell me about it? How did it come about? So Alessia is the first um, artist that I've played the whole album for. She's she's a friend of mine. I cool. respect her so much. I love what she's bringing to the table as a young woman, as a songwriter, and just like she's a beautiful example of how you can be yourself and still win in this industry. And I think I just love what she's doing. So I invited her to the studio, played her the album and she loved it. And I asked if there were any songs that particularly spoke to her. And she said, I can only, and I said, would you you know, be down to get on this with me? So she went in the studio when she was in Europe with Coldplay and, <laughs> cool. uh, and, oh, and then recorded a verse, sent it back. And I love what she did. She's the best. I, she's great. I think she's one of the great the great storytellers of our generation. Mm. She is just she's special. Yeah, beyond. I'm so excited. I can't wait for you to hear it. It's, it feels good. When does the song drop? The song will drop with the album oh. October 14th. Okay. So what what we're doing the songs that are out now these are um, when you pre-order the album you'll get these three songs I think it is so, so far um, as kind of incentive to to get the album cool. now before it comes out. Buy it now. Mm-hmm. Mad Love. It's out officially October 14th. That's right. Really phenomenal, dude. JoJo, we've covered a lot. Are you going to tour again soon? Yes, absolutely. I'm definitely going to go on my own headlining tour uh, beginning of 2017. I want to be everywhere. I love touring. That's one of my favorite parts of being an artist, getting to do what I do. We're cool. going. We yeah. are absolutely going. We invited ourselves. <laughs> oh, I got one more question. How annoying are like leave get out jokes? Like, have They're you, pretty annoying. Yeah, thought so. Yeah, but <laughs> but I, I t- you know, I, I take it in stride and like, oh, that's a good one. That's like, I've never heard that before. Original. Oh my god, oh, I was gonna 
didn't make one when you came in. So, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't. Dan told me not to. <laughs> I was like, I think she probably heard that one before. So <laughs> it certainly doesn't make me mad. Like, what the? F- yeah. yeah. All good. Don't matter. Yeah. JoJo, love you. Love you. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Thank Thanks, you. guys. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.